anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Well, all right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host and fearless leader, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita. And back with me is Justin, the hillbilly boy Campbell. How you doing, man? Not too bad. The house is coming along nicely. I, I think I'm like a week and a half, maybe two weeks away from not being in full-time construction mode if if amazon will uh send me the the vent piece that i need without turning it into a burrito yeah yeah we were talking about that before we uh we turned on the mics you got a rolled up piece of metal that you need to fit flush against the (laughs) vent or something i really appreciated the ups guy though because he got out of the truck and I knew it was coming. The dog started barking, so I knew it was I knew it was him. And I was gonna take this thing and like go ahead and mount it. It's it's 36 by 34. It's this big ass vent. And he got out of the truck and it's all like rolled up. He goes, I don't think it's supposed to look like this, but I'm not really sure. And I, so I unrolled it and straightened it up and I just like looked in the package. I was like, Yeah, there's no way I can mount this. It has to be like perfectly straight. It it mounts to a wall. He goes, I'll just go ahead and process the, the return for you. I was like, I really appreciate that. That was so at least the, the UPS guy was really nice about it. But yeah, yeah, it's a big piece of metal is not supposed to get rolled up into a. Yeah, that's just bizarre. <laughs> oh, man, it's not like you uh, ordered a faucet and have just failed miserably trying to replace the one in the kitchen here. Um the you know the salty fucking air is, is one thing that just like destroys everything in record amount of time batteries out here they last like a fraction they'll last like a week or two in your fucking remote or something like that and it just eats away it, like eats away at your the the furniture that you have outside and everything and so the hinge on this uh faucet had just like completely gone to shit and it was it didn't have like screws that you could tighten it was just like I don't know what the hell it was. You couldn't get to it. And so it would just sort of flop down and like hang over in the sink, like really low. And it was driving me fucking crazy for like over. This is how like how goddamn lazy I am. Like I will just put up with something being wrong and like for for way too long because I know it's going to be every time I try to fucking improve something. It's like almost as bad as uh, as before I, I tried to fix it. And so I put this off for like over a year. This thing's been driving me crazy. And I ordered one from Amazon and I hadn't ordered anything from Amazon delivered here before. And it actually worked. I was surprised because the addresses here are like really long and weird and hard to figure out. But got here in like four or five days. Installed it. Of course, it came with the wrong connection lines. So I had to get some adapters for that. 
and those are one of them is leaking it's like schizophrenically leaking uh you know it'll be fine i was telling you for like a few hours no leaking and then it'll just like fucking open up the the floodgates on me and there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to it so i've still got to mess with that and just caught it leaking about an hour ago and then uh it turns out that the height of this one is actually about the exact same height as the flopped over fucking faucet that i was replacing because it was flopped over and too low and it's like impossible to do your goddamn dishes in these shallow sinks i i they're like they have all these codes you know when you're putting something in uh, that's got to be like 36 inches from the cabinet down to the floor like whatever like all these stupid rules if they're gonna have rules make the sinks deeper okay the, the not having enough room to do dishes is like one of the most frustrating things ever you put like two things in the sink and then you have no room to fucking wash anything. God, you got to get one of those. You got to get one of those real tall handled things that sticks up like that's what I thought it. I was getting. That's what I thought I was getting. But it's it's hooked like it goes up like this and then it goes down like the exact amount that it goes up. And so it's just like sitting way too fucking low. And get, I don't know get, what to do. Uh, bathroom sinks are the worst because most of them have like that just straight out little uh nozzle it doesn't go anywhere and yeah. especially with kids like they just stick their hands right under it and blow water all over the bathroom so so i've started going and replacing like anytime anytime we need to replace one i get something that's got like a a tall like hook to it that gets it up away from the sink so that so they can actually get their hands underneath it it's uh yeah. yeah, that's that's a big pet peeve of mine, too. I, I, yeah. I just got tired of the bathroom being completely soaked all the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I just I hate plumbing, man. I fucking hate it. I hate it uh, more than I hate electricity, <laughs> even though like, even though I, I know less a lot less about electricity and I'm prone to fucking electrocuting myself. Uh, I, I just can't stand plumbing's the worst. Like everything's in the worst possible spot, like under the sink. You're like, crammed into these horrible spaces. And uh, anyway, that was the the most recent. But I also just I'm on a, I'm having a real rough go of it the last uh, couple of months. You guys have probably heard me complain about this on on the show before. Just one thing after another. Uh, for those of you that were on the uh, special Friday night uh, happy hour we did last Friday, you heard the uh, the crazy horrific story that was my life uh, two weeks ago. And I got some really disappointing uh, personal stuff that. I won't bore you guys with, but suffice it to say, I had some nice plans for the rest of the year and those have all gone to complete shit. So, um, I'm sad. I'm sad Juan today. And, uh, I don't know. We got to get on with the show. <laughs> the show hey, must you go know, on. If you need something to perk you up, Liz Cheney got absolutely routed in, uh, Wyoming. So yeah. like, if yeah. nothing else, you've got that little thing to bring some joy to your heart. That did that did uh, bring a bit of a smile to my face. Some good old fashioned Schadenfreude. I love taking pleasure in the misery of others. Like I've been in a really bad fucking headspace the last uh, couple of weeks, and I've been trying to like unfuck my mindset, you know, and like be more positive about things. And not a uh, strength of mine, by the way. I'm pretty good at. <laughs> finding the the problems and everything and complaining about them excessive excessively but uh yeah liz cheney getting her fucking ass handed to her is just delicious i i, I just fucking that is there anything worse than like 
she drives me more crazy than like the dumbest fucking Democrats, just because like she's so, like the quintessential neocon. Like she represents everything that is just awful about the Republican Party. And it just drives me absolutely crazy. I saw on Twitter somebody ran the or somebody who was posting the uh, clip of her saying that waterboarding wasn't torture and that she fully supports water supported waterboarding terrorists. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> that was such a bizarre thing when they're like, no, it's not torture. It's just water. Like we had this, uh, <laughs> all these lawyers told me it's not torture. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, man. And people are like, I'll be waterboarded. It's no big deal. I was like, dude, that would suck. I think, you know, I could probably take it, but it would be torture. <laughs> like, I don't know. It would well, not even pleasant. Even better than that, in her uh, concession speech, she compared herself to to Abraham Lincoln. Jeez, I, I, do we have any uh, do we have any audio of her? No, I didn't pull it up. She basically what she said was that Lincoln lost and runs for the House and for the Senate and all of this stuff that he tried to run for before winning the most important election, and then to take that on to tease that she's uh yeah she's she's considering running in 2024 i I I hope she does that please do that elizabeth please i want yeah i want nothing more than her on a debate stage with donald trump so trump can just roast her nonstop. like that's all it's gonna be uh yeah oh that would be delicious or if we get a a third party candidate up there could be the uh the great comic dave smith gets to go toe to toe with fucking Cheney. That would be that would be really something to see. I don't know. You know, I don't get real into these uh you know elections. I haven't voted in over 18 years, but um well speaking of third parties, I think the most likely outlet for her would be to run with Andrew Yang on the the forward, the forward party, party ticket or whatever. Oh, I- yeah he was like slobbering on her giving her fucking undeserved compliments yang's a weird guy dude i can't really figure him out he's like he'll say one thing that's like yeah uh, that's that's right and he seems like he's more genuine than your typical politician like he's not a complete fucking narcissist scumbag but then he'll go and like kiss ass to to liz cheney and ugh. i think it's all part of the grift like i'm i'm not really convinced that the uh that the forward party is anything more than some sort of a controlled opposition that's most likely going to serve to. All right. So I have this conspiracy theory that the Uh Democrats are deliberately going to tank everything for 2022 and 2024 and let the Republicans be the ones who are stuck holding the bag while all of this inflation and recession just like ravages the entire country for the next six years. Um, So like, I think, I think this is all like part of the part of the plan, part of the plan to uh, like divide Democratic support and get Republicans elected to everything. So that when the whole thing goes straight into the shitter, it looks like the Republicans did all of this. And then they can be then the Democrats can come roaring back and say, look how bad they fucked it up. Do you want to let them stay in control? No, vote for us. Yeah, well, and they'll blame free market capitalism obviously and deregulation and and they they cut this department and they cut the spending here and it's like none of that is fucking true although i mean this thing is coming apart like the wheels are coming off of this thing pretty fast 
I don't know if they can uh, they can hold on. I really thought it was all going to fall apart uh, on Trump's watch. Like he got out of there just in the nick of time. And that was like sort of my biggest one of my biggest fears was that, yeah, like you, you have like four years of Trump or whatever. And like right when he's about to get out of there, just everything fucking tanks. And then they get to blame not only the whole like Trumpian uh, approach or whatever, but they'll throw in like, you know, libertarianism and free market capitalism and all this shit that doesn't exist at all <laughs> at the government level. And they'll, they'll be able to blame that. So yeah, it would, I'd much rather have the Democrats be in power when things go bad. So hopefully, uh, hopefully your conspiracy theory doesn't come to fruition. I mean, I hope it doesn't either, but you know, I had, and I had somebody who made the argument, they're like, they they don't want to lose. They want to stay in control forever. I'm like you, you you fail to see the long game. Like the Democrats have proven over the last thirty years, they're willing to play the long game with culture, with everything. And if you have to take a strategic loss, it, you know it's like uh, uh, what is it like running the ball to change your field position so you've got a better angle at a field goal instead of trying to pick up a first down like you take a strategic you'll take a strategic loss here and there to set yourself up down the road like if you if you understand the way that that a game is played and that sometimes you have to pick your battles and if you can give up something here to get something more down the road like you you take the risk reward uh, and and balance that out and see you know which way you want to go and I, I feel like it's inevitable right like the the whole thing is about to go into the shitter no matter what they do it they're, they're not going to course correct this so do you want to be the one who's left holding the bag when it goes in the shitter or do you want to be the one standing on the other side of that saying we're here to save you yeah yeah it's like a, a game of hot potato or like uh, musical chairs or something it, it reminds me and you also have to think of like what their strategy is going to be with the hand that they've been dealt like they have nothing so it's like you're probably not going to win anything in you know in the midterms or 2024 because you don't have a fucking candidate that could you know that could inspire anybody to come out and vote so that being the case it almost reminds me do you know how to play hearts a card game yeah you know when you shoot the moon because like you have the worst fucking hand and you're just like all right i'm gonna fucking get my ass kicked so i might as well try to lose every single hand and if i do that i ultimately as, as long as i can lose everything i can uh i can fucking you know they, they flip the tables on everybody they go up 100 points you go down 100 points or whatever it is and that's yeah. the perfect analogy i like that's that's what they're doing with the their 22 24 strategy it's yeah because uh, yeah, yeah. i mean you gotta you gotta take a, a sober look at this be like look, we got nothing we got nothing here we might as well just fucking throw you know throw the game throw it all and then and then we can uh yeah and to that and to that extent uh the only way that you can really unless you just really really have a fucked up hand like the best way that you can be successful with shooting the moon is if nobody figures it out until it's too late. Yeah. yeah like, you know, that's. Yeah, you gotta uh, like fake it. You're like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> like, what the Lost fuck? another one. <laughs> Holy shit. Nothing's going my way. And then everybody about halfway through it starts to catch on and they're like, oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. Do I have cars to stop him? No, I've been throwing everything out like that. Yeah. 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 That's, that's the way to, that's the way to play it. If you're going to do it is you've got to be sneaky about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody has to end up biting the bullet and taking, you know, somebody has to eat the bitch or whatever. 
<laughs> you got to take one for the team. Oh, that's a great, that's probably the best analogy I've come up with on the fly here. That was really myself good. myself on the back. Sad Juan is good with analogies. All right. Well, you know, um, talking about how they don't have anything and, and where they're going with this, that, that is a good segue into talking about the Inflation Reduction Act that Joe Biden is signing into law today. Was it today or yesterday? I believe it's today. Yeah, because he was bragging about it on fucking Twitter. I read a really interesting article about that. It was on uh, Yahoo Finance or something. It talked about how, why is it called the Inflation Reduction Act? And to, to give like the Cliff Notes version of the of why it's called the Inflation Reduction Act, it's because the Democrats hope that inflation that inflation will be reduced over the next few months, and then they can say, "Hey, look, we did that." Like that's that's it. That's their that's the entire strategy behind the name of it. Because nothing about the bill is going to actually reduce inflation. So they're hoping that just like by the grace of God and the natural ebb and flow of things, that in, inflation yeah. will go down over yeah. the next two months leading into the midterms, and then they can take credit for it. it right. The yeah. article literally said that. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah, like nothing goes up in a straight line if you've ever you know followed like a chart of anything. You could chart anything that ever existed in life and nothing goes up in a straight line. There will always be uh, some downward movement on there. And you can, uh, oh, I got to check with Sean to see if my video is still up on, on reading market structure. But um, well, the other thing, the other reason they call it that is because they know inflation is such a fucking problem and everybody's concerned about it. And so they're like, okay, we'll name it this and that will get everybody on board with it because who could be against reducing inflation? I mean- obviously and then they get to shove it full of all all kinds of other shit i saw like some pretty interesting headlines on like cnn the way that they were pitching it they weren't even calling it like the inflation reduction act they were calling it like i don't know like some climate change bill (laughs) you know like they were talking about everything that was in the bill and none of it you know none of the things that they were boasting about had anything to do with inflation it was like yeah climate change and oh you know i have some i have some audio from the uh the weather czar. Let, let's go ahead and let, let's listen to this because this was this was uh, kind of interesting. Why did that just stop? With the really helpless and hopeless about all this is that we can do, you know, we can compost our heart out. We can buy an electric car. We can individually do all these things. But China is the number one polluter. And if China isn't contributing to saving the earth, Maybe all of these things around the margins aren't going to help. Well, Allison, we have to have every country step forward. We lost a lot of ground, a lot of credibility in the prior administration. Part of the, the sort of enthusiasm and energy today is that I think we all know that this put us back on the map, that pushed the U.S. back in a leadership position. We will continue to negotiate with China and get them into the program. But frankly, we had to have something big. We had to take a big leap forward. This is the biggest piece of legislation that our country has ever advanced by 10 times as much in terms of reductions of any other law. But it frankly is being looked at internationally as perhaps the biggest and most significant step forward, not just in the United States, but in our international community. This is 
the only way we are going to get China to the table is if we outcompete them and we out and we outsmart them moving forward. That's what this is all about. We'll capture the clean energy economy and they'll have to try to figure out how they they then rejoin the community of countries that know that we have to take action on climate internationally. It is a worldwide challenge, not an individual country challenge. Okay. Um, Thank you very much for all. First of all, a Boston accent, man. It's just, you can't sound fucking intelligent with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, 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 I don't know who this lady is or if it even is a lady. It kind of looks like a, a man that transitioned or something, uh, whatever you call those these days. And great, uh, we need a great leap forward. I, I can't, but like, dude, how how tone deaf are these people? First of all, like the la- what was the last great leap forward? Did like seventy million people die <laughs> from fucking famine and just like really oppressive uh, communist government? But this, so this is the plan. Yeah, they've, you know, we got to outsmart China. We're gonna outsmart them. Does anybody think that the the Biden administration or anybody involved in the federal government is outsmarting uh, other countries? Like, when was the last time we outsmarted somebody? And it doesn't. We're not bringing them to the table. Like China has enough of a stranglehold on most of the global economy that they can do whatever they want they don't have they, to, they don't have to play ball and it's the same for india india, india is a rapidly developing country they're they're one of the biggest polluters too they're not going to change what they're doing just because the u.s passed a inflation reduction act or whatever like they don't give a shit they've got their own they both of those countries have over a billion people to take care of and to worry about like they don't give a shit about what we're doing Right. And it's it's just like they get to just watch us fall flat on our ass because of all these like increased regulations and the cost of doing all kinds of business and fucking around with all these alternative energy sources that are they're just not ready. We're, we're not there yet. And we're trying to force it. And it's going to be an unmitigated disaster. Inflation will run out of control. And China does hold a much better hand than we do. Like they fucking, all they have to do is stop fucking loaning money to our federal government and stop taking our worthless paper dollars for all the products that they produce. Did Did you see the thing that um, one of the largest industrial section sectors of China is going to be shutting down for a few weeks uh, because of rolling energy shortages and stuff? And this is like the the area that makes a lot of the uh, like batteries for electric cars. And so it's really going to, it's really going to hit Tesla. It's going to hit uh, Apple I'm trying to remember who else it, it was. It's going to be pretty wide sweeping and, and they're going on like a, I want to say it was a six week shutdown wow. to, to kind of help uh, curb the energy problems that they're having. There was also another report that says that a lot of the metals and minerals that are required for making all of these uh, like solar farms and these windmills and for the the big industrial windmill farms and stuff like that, uh, the the batteries for your electric cars and stuff, they project that a lot of those metals will run out pretty like they, they don't think there's enough. They don't think there's enough out there to produce what all of these green initiatives are Would wanting require, to require. Yeah. 
to in order to meet their ridiculous projections so we're just gonna like strip mine the entire earth so that we can save the earth yeah and it's well and correct me if i'm wrong but those aren't like these aren't like metals that are like uh regenerating at all it's not like like you know like we can't just wait over time and more of them unless we get hit by like a fucking meteor that has a bunch of them <laughs> in it or something right and that um we had talked about this on my morning show a couple of weeks ago like like when they're mine coal and stuff like that like um like i live right down the road from a former coal mine and so what they do is they backfill it with dirt smooth it all out uh and it's it's a fucking cornfield now like you would never know that there was a coal mine there they all these like metals that go to to making these batteries and these solar panels and and the the giant windmills and everything like the leaching process and the the environmental destruction that those do when they mine for them you you don't backfill that and go farm it like you have now created basically a wasteland that's useless for anything else like it's they this stuff is horrible but you know it's it's not oil and it's not oil and it's not coal. So yay, I guess. Yeah, and it's just so fucking stupid, man. Like just the low IQ people that like cheer this on and like they're afraid of nuclear power for some reason. And just because of the name, oh, it's like a scary name. And there was Chernobyl and like that's it. And, and it's just like, dude, if, if you are like serious about this on any level you have to with the information we have and the technology we have right now you have to consider nuclear as like the only really viable uh option to sort of progress in this clean energy direction i don't see i mean none of this stuff is we, we just can't do it we can't generate enough power we don't know how to store it once we create it and like you said they're they don't have a good process for obtaining these things and they're destroying the the planet as they do it. So it sounds just, you know, like par for the course when you're considering the government being in charge of something. Um, it's a great plan, obviously, and they're going to execute it flawlessly. Every yeah. time, every yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a great leap forward. Yeah. Let's just, <laughs> let's see how this uh, great leap forward compares to the last one unbelievable man i i just can't like they they just keep using these phrases like out loud that just that surprises me every time i'll just keep talking about the great reset and you know great leap forward and all these like things that are you know conspiracy theories but now they're just like out in the open i, I just don't understand why they why they want to push forward with stuff that has been proven over a number of years now to be completely inefficient, inefficient and ineffective when you have alternatives. Uh, what's the country that they incinerate all of their garbage? So they have no landfills, they have virtually no garbage and they can't keep up. Like they're, they're burning their garbage faster than what they're producing it. So they're actually like importing garbage from other places to, and, it, and they're using it to run these generators and create, power uh i mean is it the most environmentally conscious thing i don't know it can't be much worse than burning coal or anything else it, i mean it can't be any worse than the the leaching and the that's done in the strip mining for all these metals and stuff that are making the solar farms uh, and they don't have a trash problem like that's seems like you're killing two birds with one stone i mean what's wrong with the hydroelectric like we've got uh, the Mississippi River is a massive river. You know, why not utilize some of that? I, I just don't, I don't understand why they 
why they've gotten so uh, like heels dug in on the solar farms and wind farms that have been proven to just be completely, I mean, not maybe not completely useless, but they're they're definitely not tipping the scales in favor of like actually working. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know I, I'm not sure other than that it it seems like. You know, you have this two-party system, and they sort of divide up the the lobbyists. Like, okay, the Republicans get like big oil and and all this, you know, whatever, and then the Democrats get all the green energy shit. And it's like, since these are our lobbyists, like those are like for anybody that's not familiar with how this shit works, like how this legislation is drafted, it's all lobbyists that spend fucking tens of thousands of dollars a month to keep these like these companies spend they have like lobbyists on retainer in dc like twenty thousand a pop for like a like a low like a low level one or like a mid-level one like twenty thousand dollars a month on retainer specifically so that they can get their little sentence put in to one of the thousands of pages of bullshit that goes into these things they just want a few words one or two phrases it, they'll pay tens of thousands of dollars to get that and these lobbyists write everything so with the democrats in charge yeah you get all the all the green energy lobbyists and and so that's what they you know that's what the politicians peddle I, I think it's that simple but I, I could be wrong but I mean that dude the I, I've known some some like former lobbyists from DC and like they make stupid money they're making fucking stupid money as like you know kid like 25 year old fucking kids they're making you know quarter million dollars a year 300 grand a year and they do nothing but like fucking schmooze politicians with money from other companies, you know, it's, it's just like one big fucking circle jerk at the taxpayer expense. Ultimately. Sounds like we went into the wrong business. Yeah. Oh God, dude. Like, especially if you're like a, a good looking chick, you know, you have like a nice, nice set of cans or something and you're outgoing, you can fucking crush it in DC. If you don't mind being like a fucking, just a really horrible person like very superficial and you're just always like meeting people and but like for the angle you know and you know trying to like work your way up or whatever to try to get a politician's ear but you, yeah dude you just like you know throw on a nice little outfit go out to dinner with these guys and you know everything's fucking on the company tab you're just fucking boozing and eating fancy dinners and then when the right piece of legislation comes along, you just have to hope that you uh, schmooze the, you know, who's ever connected to that politician enough to get your sentence into their 4,000 page bill. What's the quote? Uh, maybe, maybe it was uh, Carlin said, everybody's a whore, just some of us are more expensive than others. Yeah. <laughs> oh god that guy was so fucking funny man and so just accurate about everything yeah it's like we're just <laughs> there's another one too where it's just like we've established you're a whore now we're just negotiating the price or something <laughs> that's, what, that's what being a lobbyist is like, I, i'm not above getting uh i'm not above making a lot of money dude i mean yeah especially like as could you imagine just you're you're 20 you're like just out of college and you're making like 300 grand a year like just like you don't even know what to do with all this money that you're making and uh man that's why everything in fucking dc is so goddamn expensive 
Um, anyway, that's that's the uh, Inflation Reduction Act in in a fucking nutshell. It's written by lobbyists for lobbyists, and I don't know where the fucking IRS thing came from. Like, I don't know who was pushing that, other than just like fucking really scummy politicians that um, need more tax revenue. And like like we talked about in the last episode, like they don't really need it. It's just this like fucking game that they play. Like they want to keep up this facade of this like um, of this system that makes sense. And this is like the social contract and everybody pays their fair share into the system. And then this is what you get for your tax dollars, blah, blah, blah. blah. But as we've seen, uh, they got trillion dollar deficits as far as the eye can see. And I, oh, I was looking at a chart uh, sometime last week. I, oh man, I don't remember what I did with it, but it was like the projections, the uh, even the I think the CBO projections of the deficit for like the next fucking 20 years or something. And it's just, it's mind boggling. Like it does not get under a trillion dollar deficit ever. And it just skyrockets after a few years. Like, the, like you said, like there is uh there is no way out of this. We are on the, uh, the Ron Paul suicide mission that he used to talk about. And it's only a matter of time before the, the wheels come completely off. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee. You know them well by now. They are our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your mornings started right with the taste of freedom. Go to lorenzotti.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee. Promo code FICTION. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at lorenzotti.coffee, promo code FICTION. All right. All right. You want to do uh, CDC stuff, Minneapolis Public Schools? Well, let's do the Minneapolis school thing, just because, you know, if we if we learned anything from the, the last topic that we were talking about and the trillion dollar deficits and thinking that taxation is actually accomplishing anything. It's that the public schools are not teaching average people how to do math. So let's talk about the public school system and, and how terrible the teachers unions are. It's one of my favorite topics. Fucking uh, the Chicago teachers union used to drive me crazy when I was, oh, I know I made multiple clips where you just rail on those. Fuckers. <laughs> they're so they are as they're basically like a group of fucking politicians. They're as dishonest. You know, they're just they drive me fucking batshit crazy with like all this blowhardy shit about the children, the children, the children. And then they they sacrifice everything for the almighty dollar. Like they will do anything for a buck. And you we saw it during covid when they were perfectly happy because they were just getting fucking paychecks without having to do work. Well, yeah, they didn't give a shit that none of these kids were getting you know, education or that they were falling behind uh, in their very important developmental years. I mean, I might argue that they were, they were being done a favor by uh, abstaining from government prison schools for at least a year or two. But um, yeah, it's, 
dude, these people, they are fucking despicable. And if you need the more evidence of that, if you haven't gone back and listened to those episodes or those clips where I used to rag on them, of course, we don't have the YouTube channel anymore. Anyway, uh, Minneapolis public schools promised to lay off white teachers before cutting educators of color. Okay, so um, according to the new report, a deal between the uh, Minneapolis Public Schools and the Minneapolis Federation of Teachers to end a two-week strike includes a provision that requires schools to lay off or reassign white teachers before taking the same action with the educators of color. Now, I, I think it's interesting that they refer to them as white teachers, but then educators of color. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the provisions were labeled educator of color protection. So they're getting special protections in this new deal that they've struck. The report said that if non-white teachers, if a non-white teacher is subject to, uh, is subject, is the subject, Jesus Christ, sorry, my brain is just fried right now, is the subject of excess, uh, a term used to describe cutting a position, okay, school districts must instead lay off the least senior white teacher. The proposal will go into effect next spring. So, um, yeah, you know, it just seems like the more progressive we get, the more racist we get. Like they've literally codified something that says we're not going to fire uh, people of color until we get rid of all the white people first. No, no, Johnny, you don't understand. Reverse racism is not a thing that doesn't exist. You can't be reverse racist. It's, it's only racist if it's white people being racist towards other ethnicities. If it's racist towards white people, that's just reparations or some such nonsense. Well, I forgot that the definition of racism was changed to uh, like something plus like racism plus power, like uh, it to be disenfranchised and uh, something plus power, whatever their fucking retarded definition. Yes, yes, yes. If the person who is being racist does not have a status or position of power, then it's not actually racism, which is actually good news for all of the uh, like poor white people out in the middle of nowhere in rural Kentucky and, and in Appalachia. They are no longer racist. Yeah, because you're, you're just a pile yeah. of white trash. You can't be racist. That's right. Fucking hillbilly uh fucking redneck uh what are they the trailer parts <laughs> um I, I it just it's fucking unbelievable man that they're that they're doing this now and, and it's like i agree there is no reverse racism there's just racism it, it i don't know who decided that it just has to go one way it's like no, no 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 black people can be racist against white people asians can be racist against black people and by the way um, a lot of them are. <laughs> if you've ever traveled the world or, or known somebody that was like fresh off the boat, um, there's a lot of like, even just within like the Hispanic community, like Puerto Ricans versus fucking, uh, you know, Mexicans or something like that, or Mexicans versus Guatemala, like they fucking, they'll go at it, man. There, there's no like reverse reversing this. It's, it's not just like this one way street. It's, it is what it is. It's, you know, based on the color of someone's skin or whatever. That's all. And we were talking about that on a show the other day, too. The uh, like we have in the U.S., we have our Mexicans who like 
immigrate here and do all the jobs that people don't want to do. But like Guatemalans are the are the Mexican race or are the Mexican Mexicans. Like every country all through Europe, everybody has those. Like there, every country has the the other country that people come from to like everybody has their own Mexicans. <laughs> like <laughs> this, this isn't unique to the United States. Right. Right. That, I mean, I guess the good news is um, fucking teachers never get fired ever, no matter what they do. Like you literally have to be caught having sex with an underage child in order to like be put on academic probation or whatever. Like, I don't even know if they fire you then they might just move you around like they do in the Catholic church, but it, it's unbelievable. Like the, just the idea that this is in the legislation as if this was like a big problem like, oh, all these like people of color were being fired first. Have you ever known a teacher to get fired? No, no. And that's the problem. That's the problem with these fucking teachers union. You can't get rid of these shitty fucking teachers, no matter what you do. And now you really can't get rid of them. Like you could have like the worst fucking educator of color imaginable, just like an awful suck at their job. They don't do anything. They're a horrible person. And then you could have like the one of the smartest, most dedicated teachers on the face of the earth. And if he's white and that's access, you know, we got to get rid of somebody. He gets he gets the axe. The educator of color gets to stay. And of course, um, your kids will be better off. Obviously, if we're firing people based on their skin color and not their merit or anything like that, it's going to be best for the kids. So did you happen to see? why it is that this is becoming a problem and they're they're having to lay off teachers who are that they have in excess and everything no i don't think the article i was reading really went into that it was mostly like an op it was like an opinion piece or something so you're gonna love this the the reason that this is being brought up and actually a, a big deal right now is because enrollment is down so significantly in a lot of these public schools that they don't need all of these teachers. So now they're having, they've got more teachers than what they need because their enrollment is so down. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I should have, I should have known. I should have just been able to deduce that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's so fucking funny. Yeah. So they have way too much staff, not enough uh, kids. And that's a, I mean, that's a fucking win right there. The less kids we have going to these, god awful indoctrination centers the better but yeah so now now they're putting in protections for their uh their people their educators of color oh my god and it i mean that's just that's just gonna drive people further like the people who are still sticking around and are keeping their kids in those schools something like this is just gonna drive them even further towards all right maybe we need to be pulling our kids out too that and it's just like again it's like affirmative action like on steroids it's like every educator of color now regardless of how good they are at their job or how qualified it's always going to be like oh well they can't fire them i wonder if they really know what they're doing that like you have you go into it with every like kind of just feeling that everybody's looking at you like maybe i wasn't maybe i wasn't qualified for this even though i i am uh you have like a chip on your shoulder and that's got to be a very uncomfortable position for the qualified, uh, smart educators of color that are out there. I mean, you know, the, the dimwits that should have been fucking laid off, they're, they're too fucking stupid to pick up on anything anyway. Yeah. These, uh, oh God, dude, these teachers unions are, I, I mean, just all of these fucking massive unions are just cancerous. 
but the teachers unions, like in particular, like we spend so much money on education and it's just like the dumbest people out there like, Oh, we need to spend more on education. It's like, dude, they spend like, depending on the city, but like some of these big cities, like 20 grand per student. And you have like 40, 50 kids in the fucking class. Like, you gotta be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. That's what, and, and like, think of how expensive it is to educate in this like antiquated, retarded way with all the technology we have now, you still go when you sit at the desk and you stare up and you, you know, get these instructions and you repeat the, you know, what they tell you to repeat. It's nothing. Nobody is getting smarter from this. We are just getting progressively dumber. And I can only imagine how much faster this is going to uh, push us off that cliff now that um, in the very rare occasion where when teachers have to be laid off, we, we, we're just basing it on the, the most superficial, dumbest thing ever, which is like your skin color. And can they when do you get to identify as black like, or whatever or Mexican? I think I'm trans racist. I don't I don't think I'm any race at all. I, I identify as clear. Yeah, I'm yeah, non-binary non race or whatever. Can you do that? <laughs> Can you be a non, non-binary race? You can't just put me in black, white or, or Mexican or something like that. I mean, I'm pretty goddamn close to a Mexican these days. I just gotta, I gotta round my tan out more, but like I could identify as a Mexican until they start beard, hearing. Your beard might give it away a little bit, but. Maybe, if I get, I mean, you know, in uh was it last year maybe the year before when i was like i was in the sun a lot man i bagged a lot of rays and like before they would hear my spanish they would think i was i started to get in like the mexican treatment it was great and i would just kind of nod and and try to get away with stuff before they figured out that i was just some dumbass gringo walking around but i mean why couldn't i identify as, as uh, a mexican at this point live here there was a story not that long ago about a black girl that identified that just decided to identify as a white girl. And it was, uh, it was pretty crazy. I'll have to, I'll have to find that. I'll post it in the, uh, the Facebook group. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're just going to have like a whole fucking teachers union in Minneapolis of Elizabeth Warren's. They're all going to be like fucking part Cherokee. Uh, and you know, like coming up like, no, I had a recipe in this cookbook for a fucking, I don't know. I don't know what Indians make. <laughs> My 23 and me says I'm 1% Jewish. You can't. Yeah. Or like Hawaii, like Hawaiian or something. Like I, I make poi. <laughs> Look, I, I'm one, one, one sixty. What was it? One, one thousand. Oh, she was like one, one thousand, one hundred and sixty eighth or something. Yeah. It was something stupid. Like not, it, it was enough to, or low enough that it was probably just a rounding error. Right. Yeah. You can't even like verify it. It's way too small of a thing. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can't fire me. I'm one one millionth fucking Cherokee. Right, there you go. I mean, that that's the big loophole here for, for any of those uh, white teachers. You can become an educator of color. You just have to uh, do the 23 and me and, and fudge the numbers a little bit. And if it says you have some African heritage, it doesn't matter if it's South Africa and they're all white, you're still African. So go with it. Yeah, that too. And just, you know... <laughs> just start working on your cookbooks now <laughs> and just put, you know make like a whole fucking array you know get a mexican cookbook going something from uh, asia and then you can do you know africa do the whole just so you have you not only will you have a lot of really really good recipes but um 
you'll be able to just pick like a Rolodex, whatever you need. Whatever that pops up on the 23 and me, one one millionth of blah 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 blah. You're like, yeah, I got a recipe for that. This is my grandmother's recipe book. She handed it down to me from her grandmother, and it's it came straight from the motherland, wherever that is in the book. You figure it out. But I'm I'm this. I'm not actually just a normal white person. Yeah, <laughs> unfucking believable. All right, we got a we got a couple minutes left here. Should we talk about how miserable millennials are? Because that kind of makes me happy too. Even though I, I think I, I am a millennial, right? We are we are technically millennials. We're on the. Uh, I don't identify as a millennial though. I'm yeah, much- we're on that squishy end of the millennials that it could we kind of teeter on Gen X ish. Uh, yeah, we were the last um, the, the last people to not get the participation trophies to not have like internet for the first like 15 years of our lives or whatever. No, no smartphones or anything like that. Uh, you just went out and played. And when it got dark, you, you, you came home. Um, so millennials, 72% of millennials have regrets about homes they overpaid or settled for in 2021 and 2022. I'm really looking for one of these millennials to uh, overpay for my place and then have regrets about it. But so they did a survey here. They surveyed a thousand people. And this was, uh, let's see. Yeah. Between July 6th and July 9th of this year, they were surveyed. So this was, uh, you know, a month ago. And the study found that few millennials actually came away with their dream homes, especially first time buyers who made up 70% of all the buyers in 2021 and 2022. First time, uh, first time timers paid a median price of five hundred and ten thousand for a home. Um, that's about thirteen percent more than the uh, four hundred and fifty thousand that repeat buyers paid. So the the first time buyers are getting fleeced. They don't know how to do any uh, bargain hunting. It looks like seventy percent um, thought the process was more difficult than they had expected one in four buyers were not satisfied with their buying experience the survey uh respondents pay either talked about the median thing Mm -hmm. one third of buyers paid over asking price about 31 percent paid over asking price dude this housing market is fucking crazy i mean it's it's teetering on the brink now and i think the wheels have already come off of this thing it's only a matter of time before we get the uh, the updated numbers but yeah, paying over over asking price is just fucking insane to me. I, I would never get into like a bidding war for a property. 80% of buyers um, made more than one offer. 41% made five offers or more. Um, where's the, the one that I thought was fucking crazy is that. Um, where is it? Well, and these millennials are also miserable in this process because they they don't have a fucking spine like they won't they don't think they can argue with somebody on that stuff like that you don't take the you don't take what's offered you you should be making multiple offers you should if anything you should make the buyer or the seller like say no i'm not talking to you anymore you're not giving me enough and then come crawling back and say please give me whatever that low ball number was because i need to sell this yeah, yeah. Well, it says here eighty percent of the home buyers had to compromise on their priorities, so they're they're not even getting what they want, and they're overpaying for it. Uh, that's a, that's a recipe for uh, buyer's remorse for sure. 
And like I said, yeah, 72% regretted the purchase. One in three saying they spent too much money. Um, half the buyers bought a fixer upper and 25%, 24% regretted it. One in 10 buyers paid cash for their home. I found that interesting. At least one-tenth of millennials have been, they're probably all the fucking lobbyists I was talking about in DC, making just way too much goddamn money being scumbags. Uh, but yeah, they just paid fucking cash. Why the hell are millennials over the last two years out buying houses like this when like everybody could see that the market was in this massive upswing and like you should probably like it was a seller's market. It was not a buyer's market. If you were if you're especially if you're look, looking like on a budget, looking for a first time uh, home purchase, like this is not the time to get in it. Like, yeah, pull back, give it a couple years to cool down and, and try again. Like, uh, are they just that? I guess it's a redundant question, well, obviously. The yeah. answer is yes. But are they just that fucking stupid? Well, you know, they get this ass full of propaganda saying like, oh, the American dream is to own a home. And, you know, all these great things happen after you own a home. And they, they take these like bullshit statistics. It's like, you know, if people that own a home are like, you know, 40 percent more likely to do this or do that or have this and have that. And it's just like it's just the correlation causation bullshit. Uh, houses in general are fucking money pits. <laughs> Believe me. I've been pouring fucking tens of thousands of dollars into mine, just trying to sell it. It's ridiculous. Um, somebody please buy this thing from me. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm fine renting it to somebody too, but that's what they should be fucking doing. There's nothing wrong with renting. You're not throwing money down the drain. It's, it's really nice to not have to, to do anything, to not have to replace the sink, uh, the faucet, whatever, like deal with the plumbing. You just get to call your landlord and he has to pay to have somebody come fix it. That's nice, man. That's really nice. And then you wait. Yeah, like you you keep your powder dry. You wait for the market to come to you. And then you fucking buy something up on the cheap. So, yeah, I have no problem renting to somebody uh, until uh, until this market comes back. But And honestly, the if you're like in our position, renting is just as good an option because the renter's market, the like rental uh, rental prices are through the roof, too. So. Yeah, you can you can make really good money renting your house, and then you know for well, right. for for the ones who are in the buying side of it, like it's it's in this massive upswing, so and then it's going to come back down. So bide your time, like maybe overpay on your rent for a couple of years instead of overpaying on a house for twenty or thirty years on this massive mortgage that's going to bankrupt you. Like you know, right. that's taking yeah. those strategic losses that we talked about earlier. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, the uh, we, we were fortunate enough, we got to take advantage of the Fed artificially suppressing interest rates. Like I have a fucking impossibly low uh, mortgage rate. I almost got it lower if these motherfuckers would take my goddamn online notary forms last year. I would have even got it lower than, I think I'm at like three and an eighth or something. Like it's just like free fucking money. Inflation's running at eight and a half now. Oh, okay. And I'm I'm only getting charged three and an eighth. Like they are giving, they were giving away money and we got to lock that in for 30 years. So yeah, we can, we can rent and you don't even have to charge like astronomical rents in order to make, to make those numbers work. So yeah, I'm, I'm fine renting right now. I'm in, I'm in a pretty good position either way, as far as that's concerned, but make no mistake about it. Like, even if I do, if I happen to sell this place, I'm not making a lot of money on it. I mean, my fucking realtor is going to make as much as I do. It's infuriating. 
and like, you know, and if I listed it where they wanted me to list it, they would have made more than I would, you know, when, when all is said and done. And we're talking, you know, I've had the place for eight years now and make what, like 40 grand on it. If I'm lucky, that's not a great investment for tying up uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars for eight years. Plus all the money you fucking pour into it. You know, it's like, man. And then the headaches and the, and the stress of it all is just no bueno. All right. We got to, we got to wrap there. I think you got to get to work, right? Yeah. Going to be a, going to be a fun night. Yeah, it always is. All right. Well, uh, you got anything going on you need to plug? It was funny talking about millennials. I was actually, my episode for today, I talked about how young people suck. Um, John, shit, the outgoing CEO of Whole Foods has been like deriding the millennials and the Gen Zs and how terrible of employees they are and that they're trying to bring in socialism and everything. So that was what I did my episode today on. So check out Fact Check This Podcast. It's episode... uh, 186 i think it is um it's titled young people suck so pretty easy nice. to find that that's great oh that's so funny too because whole foods like caters to the that fucking whole generation of just like the, these yuppie idiots that want to overpay for organic bullshit <laughs> I, I think that's part of why he is the outgoing ceo like he's co-founder of the company and he's the outgoing ceo like he's retiring i think it's in september because he's just like seems to generally hate everybody yeah. that does business with whole foods. <laughs> yeah. Kind of yeah. funny. I mean, I, I walked through a whole foods cause there was one, there's one right around the corner from my place. Got great location. You got a whole foods right there. And man, dude, just walking up and down those aisles, looking at, I, I might've talked about this on the show. I was trying to make chicken pot pie because I bought one of those like really overcooked roasted rotisserie chickens from another grocery store. And I was like, what can I do with this? It went $15 for puff pastry organic puff page. It was like the only one that they had. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm not paying $15 for a puff pastry. Costs like 40 cents to make that. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, anyway, yeah. Millennials and uh, the gen, was it after them? Gen Z, I think it is. Gen Z. Yeah, they're, we're, we're getting progressively worse at just about everything. And Hopefully this will be, that would be the last generation before the pendulum kind of swings back the other way and we get some, uh, some good, good old fashioned people coming up the, up the ranks. Cause, and this going to be some tough times ahead for all these fucking powder puffs that we've been, uh, we've been coddling for the last 30 years. All right. Thank you all so very much for listening. I will link to everything pertinent in the description, become a supporting listener, all that. We'll we'll do another uh, Friday night happy hour, the regularly scheduled one this Friday. So hopefully you guys can make that and um, yeah, do all that for us. We will be back on Friday as well. We're going to do a Friday episode. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Should be good for that. All right. The Friday episode for you. And until then, you know, the drill, just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace. Peace.